Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. I'm here echoing, probably, um, I'm out of my car right now. It is 1.26 in the afternoon on a Wednesday, a rainy Wednesday, and it is the last day of November. So I'm getting my car inspected because I got a ticket the other night for having an... This guy really screwed me, man, because I wasn't speeding. I wasn't doing anything wrong. And, you know, they have to get their quota in for tickets. So I get pulled over for not having um, a current registration on my car, which I bought in 2020. And I got a great deal on. I bought it just before there was a shortage of cars in 2020. And I got a Kia Rio really for cheap, maybe $14,000, a car that's worth close to $20,000 now that I've driven it for two years. So I actually have a lot of equity in my car. And I thought about selling it, but um, I'm better off having it, you know. I can get to work, you know. Getting to work is a good workout, even though it sucks, you know. It's better than just sitting at home and being depressed, which is um, a good... Re- it's a, it's a good reason to bring up a movie that I watched on Netflix last night called um, Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z. And it is a different movie than anything you'll see on Netflix or Prime movies or any of these movies that come out today because it is very low-key. Um, it's just basically um, a reality movie. Um, but it's about uh, mental health. And it's about the mental health of um, one of these uh, one of these guys that was in these comedies about 10 years ago, like Superbad and stuff like that. Uh, I, he was also in... Um, the End of the World, and some movies like that, um, some stoner movies or whatnot, you know? Anyway, it's called Stutz. You'll see who it is. Um, and it really takes a look at the... As a guy, you know, I really think you should watch this movie, and you should just watch it by yourself when you get a chance. I'm going to watch it more than once because there were some um, there were some activities in there that I'd like to do again. Um, you know, practice stuff that you can do uh, by a therapist, you know, to help your own mental health. And I think that every guy really could work on their mental health because women, they think about this stuff all the time. They're always discussing with each other, you know, their mental health. And I don't know, um, what do you call it? Like, um, relationships within their lives, you know, and things that are going on. They're always talking about things, which is helpful to them, you know? Uh, men rarely talk about stuff like that, you know, which is why we do sports and things like that, you know, just to, that's our distraction from life. You know, we rarely talk about our feelings with each other. Um, usually we'll just talk about sports, you know, and that was the case with my brother who passed away in 2008. Um, not, not, you know, maybe a half a year after the Phillies won the World Series, you know, and we were at that game. Um, his, um, bipolar disease got really, really, really bad. He lost a ton of weight. Um, he had anger issues. Um, it was just really going bad, you know, and he really didn't like taking lithium, um, which gave him the shakes and also made him feel like, um, not really alive, you know? So he was also getting paranoid and it was just a bad time. You know, the economy was crashing and he was worried about, things that were going to happen in his life, like worst case scenarios, which you typically um, think about when you're depressed, you know? So 
Um, one thing this movie did make me think about was the last time I saw my brother. Um, we met at a bar, and it was probably about a week before he committed suicide. And I was on my way back from a, um, a reunion of a job that I used to have in Voorhees, New Jersey. And I stopped off in Warminster, Pennsylvania um, to a bar. I think it's called Mike's or something like that. And um, he was there, and I could tell sitting at the bar that he was unable to really put his thoughts into words at that point, you know? He was really struggling, you know? Um, the only He was just worried about whether his family would have health insurance, you know? And he made me think that it was after he, if he lost his job. But what he was really thinking of, you know, would his family have health insurance after he leaves the earth, you know? So we had this conversation, and then um, his wife came in with the kids... And, you know, the only time he ever asked me to stay, you know, uh, I was like, all right, I got to get going. I went to this um, reunion. I got to get back up to the Poconos or Scranton or whatnot. And he was like, oh, you sure you can't stay longer, you know? And I think that was the only time in in our lives that my brother ever asked me to stay longer somewhere, you know? I mean, we weren't super close. I was trying to think of the memories I have of my brother. And most of most of them are funny memories of him, like beating me up or throwing me against the wall or, you know, slamming the car door and breaking it on me, you know, stuff like that. Hitting me in the nose, breaking my nose with a uh, wiffle ball bat at a birthday party. For some reason, those are the memories I have. But we also did go to ball games. Uh, we went to a couple Springsteen concerts together. Um, you know, we did some things together as brothers. But I often think that, um, you know, my brother's death did not have much of an impact on me because um, we weren't that close. But I mean, when I thought about it while watching this movie and doing some of these exercises, you know, I realized that um, I think it did. You know, I just haven't dealt with it that much um, since 2008, which is probably 14 years now. Um, so, you know, I had a chance to think about that stuff yesterday. And ironically, in this movie, um, I believe that, um, the guy who directs it, that comedian, um, he had lost his brother at some point and the therapist lost his brother when he was a kid, you know, and things like this, things like loss, um, tend to, um, you know, tend to stick with you. You know, you're constantly working on dealing with that. Um, what was a bigger thing for me is when my mom died a couple years ago and I spent a lot of time with her, you know, and watched her suffer in her old age. And I often think about that, you know, and it usually brings me down thinking about it, you know. But I, th I know it's important to think about because, you know, as men, we have to work on these things, you know. We're not automatically thinking about our feelings all the time. We're just either trying to get through life, um, you know, like busy work stuff like that, um, get through things that are happening in life, like running out of money and getting your car inspected <laughs> like I'm doing today, um, or just in general, you know, things, your kids are in trouble, you know, you're trying to help them out or whatnot, you know, or a lot of guys just sit on their couch and drink beer and eat bad, you know, and just deal with life without dealing with it, you know, and we use things like alcohol and weed to um, not deal with our feelings and things that are going on, you know, things that are painful, things that we don't want to deal with, you know, me personally, I think the reason I don't drink is mostly that it, um, it makes my, um, antidepressants less effective. I get dehydrated. There's really no reason for me 
to drink, but occasionally I'll have a beer while watching a football game on a Sunday at a bar, like I did um, at IUP earlier this year. You know, I felt bad, so I got a couple beers, and it was only like two. It cost me five bucks to sit there and watch the Steelers lose to Buffalo by thirty-five points. But um, yeah, it's a really good movie. I mean, but like I said, it's heavy. You know, it's not the kind of movie that you would expect to watch. So just watch it when you have some time to yourself, you know, and you're sober and you can just really think about that stuff because it's really well done. And really what it focuses on are the real lives of these, these two guys, you know, most of it is just the real lives of these two guys. I think the thing that I learned the most is that mental health is 85% about diet and getting the proper sleep, you know, and I found this even with my job now that I'm working nights that if I sleep too much, you know, I feel like I'm getting depressed. So you kind of have to force yourself to have a proper sleep regimen, you know, and really force yourself to not just sit and play video games your whole life, you know, to get out there and live your life, which is something that I talk about on this podcast from time to time. So that was good. Um, I'm kind of laughing that um, it's so hard to get uh, car work done these days that I'm sitting in my car and God only knows, you know, when they're going to even take me in to look at my 2020 Kia Rio to get inspected, you know, but since today's the last day of the month, I don't have a choice. So I'm sitting here in the car recording a podcast in the rain, talking to you guys, you know, um, it's also funny that, um, pirate, and this will show you how like guys like to, um, you know, like to just communicate with each other on, you know, on any myriad of, um, of issues, but usually surrounding sports, you know, Pirates Twitter today is waiting to see um, who will be the 40th man, because uh, right now there's 41 members on the 40, 40 man roster. And at some point, I mean, the Pirates probably already made the move. They just forgot to like announce it or whatever. But at some point, the Pirates have to go from 41 down to 40. And there's several hundred people that are like waiting with bated breath to see what's um, stiff will be removed from the Pittsburgh Pirates roster. I mean, what scrub, you know, will be removed from the Pittsburgh Pirates roster? Because there's at least 15 scrubs, you know, that you wouldn't lose any sleep over cutting them off the 40-man roster. But, you know, people are waiting to see who it will be. Just because, I don't know, it gives us a reason to communicate with each other, you know. Um, It's just something to watch, you know, as we watch the Pirates unfold in their dysfunctionality, you know. I mean, there's not much more dysfunctional than a Pittsburgh Pirates team that is constantly um, bringing guys off the waiver wire, then DFAing other guys, then DFAing the guys we brought off the waiver wire to bring up other guys who will be DFA'd six months later. And we pretty much do this every year, you know, and we really don't have that many players on the team. I was really amazed to see how bad Bryce Wilson and Zach Thompson did last year. Um, As I, you know, I just didn't, I just kind of tuned out, you know, it was whatever, you know, Pirates were losing two thirds of their games, you know, I wasn't really watching these games, you know, and um, it amazed me how bad those guys were, you know, with a whip of 150, ERAs well over five, you know, and they still combined to eat over 550 innings of the season, you know, like they kept running these guys out there, you know. And then you have a guy like Yayore, who ate another 25 innings, who had a whip of two, two, 
and an ERA of 10, you know, and they still ran him out there. I mean, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates are just so bad, you know, and they have a couple good quality players, at least for now. They have Brian Reynolds, you know. I don't know how much longer he's going to want to stick on this team. But at least for now, they have Brian Reynolds, you know. And you have some young guys that you're hopeful with, you know. I mean, it is just truly amazing to see um, to see O'Neill Cruz. How I just don't understand it, you know. I don't understand the um, physics of it. But how he can take an easy swing that seems to be a slow swing, you know, coming across the strike zone. And hit the ball out of a stadium, you know? Like, I don't remember ever seeing anybody that strong. Um, I did see Daryl Strawberry, who was the same build, you know, long arms and whatnot, you know? And his home runs would look easy, you know? Obviously, um, I think Junior, Ken Griffey Jr. had a long swing. But I'm not sure that anybody has ever had, you know, this slow, almost a check swing like O'Neill Cruz has. And the balls are able to leave the stadium. And it's got to just be that his arms are so strong, you know? I mean, I've never seen anything. You would think that his bat is super corked, you know? There's got to be some way in physics that can explain how he does this, you know? How he just sort of lays like almost a check swing out there. And these balls leave the yard, you know? I mean, you know, i never seen anything like it. So him... He's a guy that could put it together, you know. I don't know that he will put it together, but I kind of think that he will, you know. But he's a guy that could put it together that has some talent on this Pittsburgh Pirates roster, you know, other than Brian Reynolds, you know. I'm kind of giving up on Key Brian Hayes a little bit as far as being a good hitter in the major leagues. But he's fun to watch defensively, right? Um, Again, we just bring up these few guys, you know. And then the minor league guys, it's just basically all hope, you know? You're basically throwing a salt shaker over your over your left shoulder, hoping that some of these guys will pan out, even though most of them won't. The vast majority won't. Perhaps 85 to 90% of them won't. Even the good ones, you know, that we're hoping for. Um, and I've said the names over and over and over. It's the high draft picks, you know, um, which they have a lot of, you know, but... Not a lot of them have put up good numbers in the minor leagues. So I don't anticipate the Pittsburgh Pirates being any good next year. But it is amazing how many people that believe that they will, you know, just based on another flip signing in Carlos Santana. I mean, the fact that they spent a little more on him than they've spent on their other flip signings in other years just shows that I know that um, Nutting wanted them to show a little bit of commitment into the um, into the payroll. You know, and hoping that more people buy tickets. Um, I don't know if that's going to work, you know. Um, but you have Nutting, and I said this on last on yesterday's podcast. You have Nutting kind of wanting to give the illusion that they're trying to spend more money. And then you also have um, Ben Sherrington, you know, trying to tank for another year to get another high draft pick or two. You know, so it's really an interesting dynamic going on. But I think the 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates will will generally be a um, a train wreck, you know, a slow-motion train wreck. You know, it's hard to watch. Sort of like, um, it's sort of like stoner metal, you know, listening to something loud and not always easy to listen to. Um, this slow sludge of music, you know, that sometimes I listen to. Um, it'll be a slow sludge of a season 
in 2023. And, you know, there's a chance they'll lose 100 games again. And there's also a chance, think about it, if the Pirates break their previous record of 19 straight losing seasons, I think they might have had a winning season in 2018. They won't win again until 2038, you know? And people are expecting them to win in 2024, 2025. And I'm not saying that they're going to break that 19-game losing streak, 19-season losing streak, but it's a possibility, you know? And just how dysfunctional this team is. Um, Just the bad communication all over the place, you know? And it's sort of, I guess, like a... um, It just sort of shows you how they don't care about their 40-man roster. And their fans care more than they do. You know, it's really true that Ben Sherrington gets paid to care. But there's thousands of fans that care more than he does, you know, about about the Pirates' 40-man roster, you know? So it's really a joke, you know? But you do have a few guys that can play, you know. I mean, Mitch Keller turned his season around, you know. Um, Rowanza Contreras is just a really talented guy and a great person, you know. I mean, you have these people that are talented on the roster, you know. I mean, there's a chance that Rodolfo Castro will um, have a good year. It's not likely. But if he doesn't, you know, then there's a chance that Nick Gonzalez will have a good year. So, I mean, there's... There's a little bit of guys in this system that could potentially come up and play well. But then there's a lot of guys who are unlikely to play well, like your Travis Swaggerties and stuff like that. Guys that they'll bring up and then they'll DFA, you know. So it really is a train wreck. And, you know, you just got to laugh because life right now is a train wreck for a lot of us guys, you know. We're going through life, you know, whatever we're doing, you know, playing video games having our own relationships, raising kids, whatever it might be, you know? And we're all just trying to get through it, you know? And the same thing that the Pirates are doing is just trying to get through another season, you know? But um, if you want a little bit of help on getting through it, um, first of all, listening to this podcast, you know, because you can hear, you know, what I'm doing with my life. You know, today I'm sitting in a car in the rain waiting for my car to get inspected because, it's going to be hours before they take my car in. I mean, there's no manager in this store. It's literally like a couple of guys that are um, filled with grease, you know. And every time they come in, they ask me, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, you already took my car for inspection. And then there's like a delay because these guys are stoned. And they're like, oh, yeah, man, we're backed up. No shit, you know. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my car, you know killing time and you just have to laugh you know if you don't laugh at your life and if you don't laugh at um the way things are today you know you know then you'll cry and who needs that you know it's the same thing with the pirates i I always say the best thing about the pirates is they are so dysfunctional that no matter how bad things are going with your life you know you know that things are going worse on um whatever that is pnc avenue in pittsburgh you know Things are going worse in those offices because nobody cares and it's just, you know, it's just a hodgepodge of nothingness, you know, and you know that it's going to be a hodgepodge of nothingness. Um, They didn't even give away free donuts at their, um, you know, when they invited season ticket holders in to talk about what's going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, and they said, okay, we're going to spend some money. We're not going to do it wisely. You know, there's not really going to be a plan. But we'll spend some money on flip guys like Carlos Santana, you know, and that's that's life. You know, that's life is spending money 
on flip guys like Carlos Santana. And then a year goes by and you realize nothing has changed in your life, but you killed in another 12 months, you know? <laughs> so enjoy your rainy Wednesday, you know? Um, watch Stutz when you get a chance and peace out.